For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile. And the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time. There's Granger, Offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Grainger.com, or just stop by. Granger For the ones who get it done. Passion, drive, and patience. The formula for winning championships is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. Superchargers, roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need at the prices you want, it's easy to make your car the MVP and bring home huge wins. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only. Exclusions apply. See ebaymotors.com. Welcome, Browns backers. I'm Chuck Campisi, joined by Tony Dick, and this is Believe in the Browns. And just to give you a quick background on who your hosts are, Tony Dick worked in various capacities with the Browns over the course of 21 seasons with the team. So when he mentions being in the building, it's being in the building. He started with the team as a member of the Browns crew in 91, worked with them up until the time they left for the city who shall not be named. Uh, <laughs> he rejoined the Browns upon their return to Cleveland and served his last nine years with the team as the team's manager of alumni relations before leaving in October of 2015. Tony is also a member of the Pro Football Researchers Association and has served as a research assistant for several documentary projects with NFL Films, NBC Sports, Time Warner Cable Sports Channel, and Epics. Myself, I have experience in the sports industry in various capacities with Major League Baseball teams, NCAA programs, the Miami Dolphins, the Buffalo Bills, and the Tampa Bay Buccaneers, where I earned a Super Bowl ring with the Buccaneers. Super Bowl, anybody? 37. 37. Uh, and between Tony and I, we've probably worked about 20 Super Bowls. We're brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Welcome, Browns backers. Once again, it's Chuck Campisi here with Tony Dick on Believe in the Browns, brought to you by the Believe Podcast Network, the number one podcast network for professionals. Do you believe? Again, if you enjoy the show, please subscribe, rate, and review us on iTunes, Spotify, Google Play, Stitcher, Luminary, TuneIn, or wherever you find your favorite podcasts. You can find us at Browns Believe. That's at Browns, B-L-E-A-V. Tony, the wait is finally over. Football is back you might not be at the game this year but you can still bet on the action online at bet online yesterday when i previewed this show shall we say i said take the chiefs money line and i also said take the chiefs give the nine and a half so if you were listening to me browns backers you made a little money last night so, from game spreads and totals to team, player, and coaching props, Bet Online gives you more options to wager than any place online. And there is always the online casino as well. It never closes. 
So head to betonline.ag today and take advantage of all the great sign-up bonuses. Again, that's betonline.ag and sign up today. BetOnline, your online sports book experts. Just listen to me and take your money. All right? Count your money. Count your money. Tony, football is back. Watched a little bit last night. I know we were kind of hanging out watching some a little bit. What did you think Chiefs-Texans? Well, you know, I think that the biggest accomplishment for the NFL is the fact that um, they they stuck to their word that um, there would be a season and that it would start on time. Now, obviously, with the cancellation of the preseason, there was a little bit of a belief that maybe the quality, there would be a drop-off. But I think, you know, I didn't catch the entire game. Um, but, but from what I did see, I mean, it, it looked like the, you know, it looked like a week one game, a, a normal week one game, which... I don't know if that bodes, <laughs> I don't know if that bodes well for preseason games in the future, or at least the number of preseason games in the future. I think certainly a case can be made that uh, it'd be okay to reduce those to two, and, and if we're looking to expand the regular season. But but that being said, I thought the quality quality of the game was there. Certainly a close game up until halftime, and then um, you know had a little bit of separation after that. But I think from what I saw, it looked like it looked like NFL football. So uh, you know, kudos. I guess, you know, you do have to give credit where credit is due. And the fact that back in March, back in April, when they said that we were going to play the season and it was going to be started on time, they that held true. Came through on the, in that regard. So There was football. So And it, and it was good football, right? I mean, it wasn't, it wasn't a horrible game. Yeah, like you said, it looked like a little bit like a week one game, maybe not as perfect. Yeah. But I don't, I don't think anybody's arguing. The fans in the stands, what would you think of that? I thought it was a little interesting. Obviously, it's just the visuals a little distracting. And Anytime there's a pan up to the stands and there's 6,000 people in an 80,000-seat stadium. Yeah, I, I think I, you know, I, it was odd. I, I think the thing for me, having attended so many high school sports in the last four weeks, I thought the thing, <laughs> well, the thing that was just odd to me was you would have like five rows with nobody, and then you'd have one row with like 20 people in a row in it with a row right immediate. There was like no spacing in that regard. I mean, most of the college and high school stadiums that I've been to, uh, the rule is it's um, you know, you'll have a row of seats, two empty rows and a row of seats. Um, it was kind of odd when you looked at it last night. I don't know if people weren't following the rules or what the deal was, but it looked like there were clumps of people in some areas, which I, I just found that to be odd. Um, the, my only other comment on the crowd was uh, I was slightly disappointed um, in just the, the ra- reaction from the crowd in regard to the you know that moment of unity when you actually had people booing the moment of unity, which... I, as I just I just got off the horn. With, I mean, they were locking arms, Tony. Well, yeah, you know. The, um, I, I, I just. <laughs> I guess maybe they were booing because you're not supposed to touch during COVID. Yeah, I guess I don't I don't know what the deal was, but uh, you know, I had a couple of my students in the, in the class I just got out of. You know, they said that they felt that maybe the booing was just because people were tired of seeing politics and sports. Which, to my reply, I, this is this is not politics. The fact that we've 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 made human rights a a, a politics issue, um, just speaks volumes to where we are just as a country. Um, it's it's not a political issue. It's it's <laughs> it's a human. It's literally a human rights yeah. issue. Um, yeah. So I, I thought that was that was just a little alarming. But then again, it, you know, you're setting yourself up for those moments by doing that, um, you know, or televising it. If you well, hadn't televised it, yeah. you would have. I mean, but still, but the, I mean, hey, you te- that's the job of a television network, right? To televise stuff that matters, right? Whether yeah. people agree or disagree. Uh, so I think it was it was good that they did it. Yeah, the booing did surprise me a little bit. 
from that standpoint. The politics and sport thing, well then, maybe stop tweeting about the Big Ten coming back if you're like, how does that, how is that not politics and sport? Well, <laughs> politics are fine when you're talking about getting sports to be able to play, or, but or, then when it's like human rights and then it's an athlete talking about yeah, it. Or, right? or, or, or don't put a $150 million stadium renovation on a uh, on a ballot. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. <laughs> let's, yeah. yeah, let's totally yeah. think about it. Yeah. Um, yeah, I just thought it was odd, especially coming from that not to stereotype uh, fan bases, but, you know, Kansas City, I, I feel is a fairly... It's a it's a great it's always been historically a great fan base. It's the Midwest. You would think maybe a little bit more um, tolerant. It's it's not Philadelphia. Um, <laughs> not to pick on one group, but I just thought I just thought it was odd. I mean, that was my yeah, only take I would from agree. that. Otherwise, you know, the cheering, you, you know, it, it sounded at times like there was a full stadium, and um, I, I just thought it was good. Good to see people watching sports. Yeah. Yeah, and it was good to just have a game on that you could tune yep. into. And the Canes were on as well last night, and they got the victory. Beat Alabama. Alabama-Birmingham. Still <laughs> Alabama. Still Alabama. Uh, <laughs> so, to get back to some of the Brown stuff, some of the things that happened after our last episode, Brown signed Ronnie Harrison, uh, get a deal with the Jags, you know, pick him up. Not a game changer, just a guy that, I guess, adds depth. Kareem Hunt deal. What I see with the Kareem Hunt deal, I, I, hey, man, that, is, that just means to me that they're going to run Nick Chubb into the ground. <laughs> yeah. So. Well, well I, I mean, it's nice to it's nice to see, you know, with that signing, it's nice to see, uh, you know, a long-term commitment to uh, hopefully the run um, you know, or establishing in a running game. I, I think if we if we run a ton and we use a ton of two tight end sets, uh, I think we're going to have a good season. Yeah. I mean, I know the focus is on the big name wide receivers, but I think if we focus on the run and we focus on two tight end sets, that other stuff, uh, I mean, it's going to become huge because the focus will be on the running backs on the two tight end sets. Yeah. So, um, so it's, Tony, it's coming. It's Sunday, 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 right? Yes. So I was going to lead with that. What do you expect from this offense, right? You have a new system. You have new guys on the line. I think we're going to run a lot of two tight end sets. So then your top two tight ends are new as well. So three offensive line starters are new. Both of your top two tight ends are new. You have, even if you don't want to say that, then you have a new number three receiver. There's going to be a lot of changes. What do you see from the play calling? What do you see from the execution? Stefanski's one of the league's most heavy run play callers last year. Yep. So with Kirk Cousins, I don't think Mayfield is I don't know if he is even Kirk Cousins yet. I hope he can get there. So I imagine, like you said, a lot of two tight end sets, a lot of play action when you do pass. What are you thinking? To to me, if it were me, which it's not, but I'm just saying if it were me and I were Stefanski and I'm going up against the defense that they're going up with. I would I would go into this game almost taking the mindset that you would take if you had your first string quarterback go down and you're bringing in a guy with not a lot of experience. I'd strip that playbook down as to, to the bare minimum and I would go run heavy, I would go too tight end, like go with the safe plays. Go with the plays that you know you can execute. And I would hammer it all week. They, you would think they'd be hammering those plays. Like these are the plays we're gonna run, these are our go-to plays. And I would do that, just establish that, get success with that, and then as other things open up, add them throughout the game. But I would start off very conservative, and, and I would strip that offense down to, to hopefully minimize mistakes, because I think there's going to be mistakes that are going to be made on offense, just because we've had this lack of you know, kind of live time. 
But that's how I would approach it because I think as a coach, that's the safest way to get through this week one without I, I think we're gonna lose the game. I think we're gonna lose the game. I think if I'm <laughs> Stefanski, I don't think I go in thinking we're gonna lose the game. But you wanna minimize the damage if you do lose. I mean you're aiming to win, but if you lose you wanna minimize the damage. And I think with this offense, we're gonna to have to slowly attempt to build confidence. So if we come out of this game with a win, obviously that would be a huge confidence boost. But we don't want to come out of this game completely beaten down. And I think if we run the ball and we use those tight ends, we can control the clock. And then, you know, we have a little bit of control over how many points they can score. Um, Because I think the goal is to win. But our second goal should be if we do lose, it's not by a blowout. Because we can't start this thing off with a negative attitude. I mean, like I, they I did last year. Yeah. I feel like we're just still, our ego is still too frail to be able to afford a week one blowout. I think if that happens, it, it'll set the tone for the next three, four weeks in, in a, you know, which are winnable, you know, we got some winnable games coming up. So let's, you know, I that, agree. that's just my approach. You got to You got to try to eat some clock because no. if you're giving Lamar Jackson a ton of opportunities, you're looking at this defense where you have a completely new linebacking core. All three starters are new from last year. Three of your four DBs. Denzel Ward's the only guy that's starting in that defensive backfield that started for them last year. And while your front four is solid and looks good, you're going up against a very good offensive line. So they have to play exceptional to get any kind of push. And if you're getting any kind of push, I don't know if it necessarily matters because... Oh, who are these linebackers and these DBs going to be able to contain Jackson when he gets outside? Or are they going to be able to cover the receivers when he's moving outside of the pocket and guys break route trees? I don't see that happening. If if I had to bet, right, there's two teams that I could see putting up a 40-burger this week, and it would be the Ravens and the Colts. Yeah. Because I just don't see the Browns' defense being able to stop him. So the offense has to control the football and it's going to be ugly but especially when you have wills there right so you got a brand new left tackle rookie left tackle starting you run the two tight end sets you give him that help it's going to be much easier for him to to run block than it is going to be a pass block and you keep that second tight end in there with him try to clear those ways for chubb and hunt yeah um i i mean i i think that becomes um you know, you don't want to liken. I guess when you're trying to liken football to basketball, the old uh, tournament. You know, where you'd have the, you know, your Harvard or or whatever would get in, and you start running that four corners. Heck off yeah, the, yeah. I, I mean, Carroll, baby. <laughs> I mean, that's that's the mentality we have to have. We need we need to get first downs. We need to control the ball. We need to eat clock. And and even if we're up and we're winning. I think that's a strategy we, we're going to have to stick with because as we've seen in the past with Baltimore, with the offense that they have, they don't need much time. I mean, they can score rather quickly. So for us, we, we've got to be cognizant of that fact throughout the entire game, and we have to do whatever it takes to eat up as much clock as possible, to get as many first downs as we can. We need to limit turnovers. We're definitely going to need to keep our heads. Uh, I mean, we, we, we can't make stupid mistakes against this team um, because Baltimore is good enough to win on their own. Uh, if yeah. we start to help them, it obviously will make life easier for them. We, but we can't. The turnovers, 
Um, those things, though, and those are things last year that I felt like that was the most ex- upsetting part of me. We went in with a ton of talent, but I also thought last year we had a lot of what should have been senior leadership. And and when we when you look at the number of stupid penalties that we had last year, um, just the number of letdowns we had on on defense or or on you know on big you know third and in longs and we would have letdowns we can't allow that stuff to happen against baltimore or it will be you know 40 will be uh you know maybe a good day um if if, <laughs> if we don't show up so um i don't know i don't want to say i'm super scared i mean but we we've got to go into this game we've got to take baltimore i, I would hope we're taking baltimore serious but we have to we have to control the ball or it's going to get ugly that's just my thoughts yeah, I mean that's that's the challenge is we're just gonna have to not let them have the ball on offense because I don't think our defense can stop anybody, no. and not, at least not this team, and and that's gonna be the the exceptional challenge. I don't think that their defense is is quite as good as maybe people are making it out to be. I think that that historical Ravens factor plays a role in how people view this defense. So I think the offense will be able to move the ball a little bit. But they're going to have to really just try to eat that clock. And that's going to be a challenge for a team that hasn't shown the ability to do that in the in the past. And yeah. fresh snaps for the first time, right? It's going to be the challenge. Yeah, it, it, and it'll be fun to watch. But, but it is one of those things that I, I enjoy. I enjoy these types of, um, you know, opening games. I love the fact that we're opening up against a, um, you know, a rival in, in our in our division but at the same time it's scary because if we lose this i mean it's more than a loss it ends up becoming you know we're a full game behind baltimore and um you know the goal is to you know to win the north and it's going to be hard to do that if we get out of the gate you know with a a huge loss against this team so um yeah that's that's what i've got you know yeah where do you see so we'll go back we'll go back to our bet online folks um We'll we'll take a little bit of see what see what you got right. Eight and a half is the spread. Are you taking the Browns <laughs> or are you taking the Ravens? Uh, I'm taking the Ravens. I, I, <laughs> I'm taking the Ravens too. Yeah, I, I, yes, I mean, we understand it's a Browns podcast, but if we're if we're trying to advise you appropriately from the yes. uh, from a uh, fiscal responsibility standpoint yes. is our fiscal responsibility I, to I am the dig- I'm digging up the, the kids first communion money from the backyard and we are we are going all in um, okay. I, I just don't I I just and maybe I'm missing and I guess you know this is this is where it goes back to we didn't see anything in preseason so I, I you know we're making judgments based on the clips that I saw on channel three of practice you know I I, I don't know I'm not really basing this on anything other than last year, which I guess is completely unfair because the cast of characters has completely changed since last year. Yeah. But that being said, I just I, I go into this game with an uneasiness in just what exactly it is that our team's going to be able to do because I I, I don't know I, I just don't on defense I just don't see it on paper and maybe we're wrong hopefully we're wrong I mean maybe they come out and the defense is lights out I don't know. But on paper, and just based on what we saw last year, at the end of last year, um, I just don't see us keeping this game close. Especially if our offense isn't able to produce those first downs. Well, and that that becomes the thing. And really, if you're looking at it from the standpoint of the Ravens are returning 
10 of their 11 starters on offense from last year. The only guy who's not back is is Marshall Yanda. I mean, who was an exceptional player, yeah. right? Pro yeah, bowler. Yeah, yeah. And, but they replaced him with DJ Fluker, who's a quality player. So you're looking at a team that's returning 10 of their 11 starters going up against a defense that's returning 5 of 11. Yeah. That's where I, I, I just don't see it happening from from an offensive standpoint of, of the Browns being able to put up anything in terms of resistance for this, yeah, yeah. to this Baltimore offense. I mean, and, and I know I had a couple of people mention that, well, you know, last year we were there and nobody gave us a chance and we we put up 40 points and we put up 500-plus yards against them. And, <laughs> eh, yeah, okay, we, we did, but I... I can we can we repeat that performance? I mean, is that is that a one off, or or do you honestly believe that that's that's what our team is now? You know, and we're going to start out of the gate, five hundred yards plus against Baltimore and forty point. I, I yeah, I don't. I, I tend don't, to believe no. I don't see that happening either. <laughs> okay, so we'll go we'll go to the next one. We got two more for you here, Tony. Sure. Over under forty seven and a half points scored. Over. Over. Okay. Yeah, I definitely go over on that. All right. I mean that that's if we can keep up our end of the uh, we need to get our field goal. That, <laughs> <laughs> well, like I said, I the, I just think the two teams that I'm looking at the schedule and I'm saying who's going to put up 40 points this week. I think these two teams can do that. I'm looking at well, I'm just talking individual team. Yeah. I'm looking at the Ravens potentially being able to put up 40 and I'm looking at I just think the Jags are straight trash. So I think the Colts with Philip Rivers might be able yeah. to put up 40 as well. I'm questioning whether I think the Browns are going to do hold up their end of this bargain in terms of the number of points scored. Given the talent they have on offense, I think they will be able yeah. to. So I'm going to agree with you and say, yeah, you know what, 47 and a half. Yeah, the, <laughs> the Ravens may get 40 of that. But the, I can't imagine. If this Browns offense does not put up at least 13 points, so touchdown and two field goal drives, there yep. needs to be some serious conversation in that locker room about, Accountability. Well, I, I can see this game. You know, I can see this game almost being the identical score to, to the last time they met in Baltimore, but flipped. You know, the the forty being to Baltimore <laughs> and the twenty five being to us. I think we could put up twenty points. I don't think we can keep them. I, I mean, maybe they, we keep them under. Uh, I don't know if we keep them under thirty. I don't think I, so. I, can't I see just it don't happening. see it. I yeah, think that these guys are coming out. They're going to go bananas on us because they realize they realize this too. I, I mean, as much as you can say that the Browns are a severe underdog in this game, they are also a team that is on the rise. I mean, that is the reality. They're on a rise. They're kind of an unknown because they don't have. Hey, Baltimore. They're going to want it. They're going to want to put the the pedal to the metal on this and send a message that hey, we get it that you're up and coming. But we're already here. Like you're coming, you're up and coming to where we're at. And and I think Harbaugh is as much as I don't like the Harbaugh family. I do think Harbaugh understands that this could be much more than a win in the win column. Now this could be something that does set the tone for okay. the rest of the season. And they're gonna go for, if they can, they can put up fifty on us. They'll try to put. They're not gonna take their foot off the gas in this game. So, uh, you know, them scoring 40, I don't, them alone scoring 40 is fine. I'd take the over. I would, I would once again, okay, bust the kids' piggy banks and get on it. Hey. And then the last one, and we talked about this a little throughout kind of the offseason, but we'll, we'll make it official as, as we kick off the season. Browns, eight and a half wins on the season, over or under? 
That's the line right now. Do I have to put on my bat before the first game? <laughs> <laughs> because I think this first game is gonna is gonna determine. I, I would. I, I'm gonna have to go under. I'll go under. I'll go under. You were saying eight and a half. Eight and a half I'll is, go under. is the. I mean, you can. There's some other lines that are I see going out there and offered, but if you're looking at the most uh, yeah. looked at line, you have eight and a half. Over is is minus one twenty three. Over or under is 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 plus one oh three. Um, yeah, I would go with the. Uh, I see. I see us going eight and eight, and I think that's the best we can do. I, I want to say. I want to say over. Right. I just want to say over. Just for just from a well, yeah. hey, you just know, say it, it is would one be thing to yes. Put your yes. Well, that's, that's where I'm going with this. <laughs> um, is that I I, I want to say over. I feel like. For the Browns fans and and for the community and for all of those reasons, yeah. you know the suffrage over the past several years. I would I would love to just say yes. I I feel confident in an over yeah. eight and a half for this team. Nine and seven. Let's do it just one time. You know, yeah. with the team and how ugly the back two thirds of this defense just looks to me. It's, I I can't it, it, as good as the offense could potentially be. They, I mean, they're going to have to put up thirty every week just to be competitive. Well, and 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 the the factor the factor that you're going to constantly have to keep going back to this year is, while our number ones are decent on offense, what does our number two look like? What, what we have zero. Don't depth. ask Beckham. Yeah, oh. we, oh, <laughs> we have we have we have zero depth at number two except for Beckham. Um, uh, you know, so. And, and, and we're living in this. We don't know. Like yesterday was the first game. Yes. We don't know what the fallout is. I yes. mean, I, I mean, you know, after we get through week one, do we find out all of a sudden we have a spike? And in, in, which I'm, I'm, I'm thinking we won't, because everyone's been tested before we went into this. But but anyhow, you you've got to factor that in because forget COVID. Somebody turns an ankle. Yeah. I mean, what you, you know, you we can't well, you're gonna have that. your yeah, and that's the thing. You're gonna have your normal injuries that happen over the yeah. course of an NFL season, regardless. And I just don't see this team being able to handle those, let alone on offense. Yeah. I mean, imagine if somebody gets hurt on defense oh. when we're not even really well, thinking even that hurt. that's a Look goal. at last year. We didn't have an injury last year that destroyed our defense. I mean, you conk somebody on the head with a helmet. Well, I'm, uh, I'm hoping that someone's <laughs> not going to conk anyone on the head with a helmet this year. Yeah, so. you never know. <laughs> that self-imposed stupidity, I'll... Yeah. I, I'll but, bank yeah. on hopefully not happening. How yeah. about that? Yeah. Um, We're just saying, uh, I guess I'm just saying, there are multiple factors. Yes. Does that <laughs> yes. I mean, you can even be on the receiving end of the getting hit with the helmet. Yeah. So, yeah. <laughs> all of that probably helped the Steelers. Uh, <laughs> so. so, all right, folks, that's all we have for you this week. We're looking forward to a hey, week two in Cleveland. Potentially some fans in the stands here, Tony. Could be interesting. Oh. Well, and and we could be picking the Browns to win the game. I mean, you know, I'm looking forward to that part too. Well, we don't want to get ahead of ourselves. Let's see how Week One plays out. <laughs> if Joe Burrow uh, lights it up, maybe we're having a slightly different conversation, or I guess the same conversation. But it looks like Browns backers. Unfortunately, we cannot pick the Browns this week. However. I am very excited to see what Stefanski has done with with the offense. Yeah. To see what types of plays they're running and how it's going to shake out. Like you said, I, I think we're going to have to pound the rock. It's going to be a lot of two tight end sets. And I'm interested to see, hey, are there any unique twists to some of the play action? Are we going to throw in some gimmick plays? Because 
hey, you know what? You can call them gimmicks all you want. When they work, they're just plays that work. Well, yeah. And the other thing I'm really interested in is how long are our fans going to hang in there with Stefanski? Because it seems like as much <laughs> as we keep saying we want to allow coaches to have time, I mean, what's it going to be? I mean, if we go into week four and we're one and three, I mean, what what do the pitchforks well, already come out? I'm going to say, you know what? He doesn't look like he's potentially one of the dumbest people on the planet. So uh, maybe that's going to buy him a Two yeah. seasons. Yeah. Maybe that's gonna buy him two seasons. Like I love Freddie, but man, you gotta you gotta the visual matters, brother. The visual matters. Yeah. 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 <laughs> He's, he was a good guy though. That <laughs> <laughs> reminds me of the uh, between two ferns. Yes. Between zero and two hundred. How many words do you know? <laughs> All righty, right. ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> Have a good one, Browns backers. Talk to you next week. Chub check. For the ones who work hard to ensure their crew can always go the extra mile, and the ones who get in early so everyone can go home on time, there's Granger, offering professional-grade supplies backed by product experts so you can quickly and easily find what you need. Plus, you can count on access to a committed team ready to go the extra mile for you. Call, click Granger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.